0: Vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. The weekend is almost here. It's a Friday, the vibes are strong. If you don't have any plans for the weekend, hit the link in our bio, get your copy of NBA 2K23. That's what I'm gonna be doing. BJ, you ready for this? It's time to give the people what they want.
1: Uh, I stay ready, bro. You know, hey, you know my vibe. I stay uh-huh. ready.
0: Now we've had uh, we've had some questions come in, okay, in the Discord server. So if All you want right. your questions answered on the on the podcast, you must go to our bio and join the Discord server. Once you're in there, okay. it's very easy to join. You click the link, and then you just click on the little NBA logo or the BBL or WNBA or 2K or whatever your favorite genre of basketball is and that gives you permission to the thing. The reason we have that is just to make sure no spam bots can join, okay? When you're in there, there's a channel on the left-hand side called Hoop Genius Podcast, and then a little hashtag called Let Us Hear From You. If you click on there, you can ask us all the questions in the world, and today we're going to be answering some. So shout out to everyone in the Discord, shout out to everyone who's asked questions. BJ, you ready to get straight into it? Let's do it. Okay, okay. Now we got loads. We actually got loads. I don't know if we we're gonna have time for all of these. We have to do another episode next week with it. I've got to scroll all the way to the top. <laughs> what? What? I'm listening. Go ahead. What? I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, I,
0: I don't know why that's funny. I'm just scrolling to the top of the, the page to get all the uh. To, to get all the questions. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. C. Rose wants to know, outside of the big two, Victor, Wamanyama, and Scoot Henderson, which draft prospects intrigue you the most? Chris, I love your questions, but the season just started. We can't be talking about the draft <laughs> in the <laughs> first week <laughs> of the season.
1: Come on. Let these guys play a little bit college
0: ball and see who catches our eye. This is too Yeah, early. exactly.
1: We, we haven't, we, it hasn't been one game We're going to get
0: to that. <laughs> We're going to get to that. you got to be patient with us. Everyone's still in off-season mode. We're we, we in the season now. So <laughs> Samurai Pizza Rob, awesome username, says, Will Westbrook ever get his groove back? And if yes, will it be with the Lakers or elsewhere?
1: I think it has to be elsewhere because this team just stinks. Yes. I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. The, well, do I think Russell will put up those numbers that we saw in years past, triple double? No, I don't think he'll do that. I think he can give you like 18, 8, and 8. He did it last yeah, year. I mean, what did he get, what did he get last yeah, year? Yeah, you know what? Listen, I, I, I think, I think Russell is going to have to figure out whether it's there in LA or somewhere else. He's going to have to bring something new to his game. He's going to have to add something new to his game. But I still think he he has the physical capability to be a really, really good player. Okay. Well, NL89 says,
0: "BJ, what is your advice to Zion after seeing how he's been officiated by the referees in the
1: first 3 games?" My advice for him is the more he plays, the 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 referees will become more and more familiar with his game. You know, he's a very unique athlete. You you don't see many athletes with this combination of speed and quickness on the floor. And then to be able to play vertically like he plays. So yeah. I think my advice to him would, would be is to, uh, you know, keep playing so that the referees can become familiar. Yeah. Because you don't see it often. Like, like when you see John ja Morant for the first time, like you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's a little different. You don't, you don't but, see that often. But
0: I, I think it's like, he gets a hard time from the referees because it's similar to like when Shaq used to play, right? Cause the guy is so big and so strong. Opponents are allowed to foul him more and not get called for it or use more physicality and not get called for it. Like, okay, but Mo, if, if Zion wasn't so big, at? if Zion wasn't so big, he'd get to the free throw line a whole lot more. There's so many times where he gets clearly fouled and the refs don't call it because he's just strong. He's supposed to take the concept. The advice I'd have for Zion is don't let it affect your game. If you're going to the rack and you get fouled and they don't call it, you still have to get back and play defense. You can't do what guys like Tatum like to do and argue with the referees have a little pout throw your hands up in the air if you don't get a call you don't get a call complaining isn't going to change that you just got to get back
1: play defense that would be what i say to him because it's it's part of the process of being a big dude yeah that and that's right that's that's fine if that's what you say to him however when you have these players with these unique skill sets jordan this kid victor it's only natural to become frustrated. That's, that's Mm -hmm. a natural instinct. I don't want you to, I'm not trying to deny anyone to be human, like being frustrated is part of the human experience. However, if you're out there and people can be, and and I say people, when the referees can begin to become familiar with your game. Okay. Mm -hmm. They will, they will adjust just like players will adjust because let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about Zion. They may not call those calls in the regular season, but let me tell you something. They're going to get it right in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Okay. They're going to get it right in the playoffs, and the more Zion continues to display that, they will figure it out because they're – where are you going to learn how to officiate Zion or Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like okay. You said okay, a little and the reason I'm telling you this, Mo is my dad was an official. I
0: remember you saying, yeah.
1: Okay. When you see a new move, like the when Allen Iverson started doing his version of the crossover, mm-hmm. it took the officials some time to get adjusted to that. Yeah. Remember this swoop-through move that everyone was doing where they're calling fouls, and now they no longer call that? It took the officials some time to get used to that. Yeah, I remember when Manu Ginobili started Mm -hmm. doing the Eurostep. It took the officials some time to figure out, was it a travel? Wasn't it a travel? How are we going to call it? Yeah. Okay. Zion, we haven't seen many athletes like you. Not just keep playing, and we will. Fit. No, I don't think there's one really been like him. I mean, yeah. you could say Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley wasn't as explosive as this. As this yeah. Kid. Okay, especially vertically, and so you know, Shaq. I mean, you could say what Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Who else could you say? Shaq? Yeah. No, it's just Shaq. <laughs> it's just it's just Shaq. Just, just, Shaq. It's just Shaq. So all of a sudden now we're going to say Shaq. Don't get, don't get, uh, don't get frustrated. What well, he should be. So, I just but not at the Zion, expense of giving play, up
0: buckets to the other team. That was what my point was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zion. You could be like,
0: when the ball goes out of play, you could be frustrated. But at the end of the day, if you don't get called, the other team's going back in transition. You're an elite chase down artist again, back in playing defense in
1: transition. I'd rather yeah, you do that I than complain. I, I if Zion, if he keeps playing and he keeps and remember, these officials are looking at tape too.
0: They mm-hmm. don't
1: want to get the call wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this. Victor had a block shot in, in the uh, one game that we, that I saw. A- against him. the G League team. Against the G League team. And it, and it was such an elite block shot that they called it a goaltending. But yeah. when you looked at it on the big screen. Because you're just you're not like, used to seeing someone do that. <laughs> <laughs> it I was like, her. you know what I mean? And it was mm-hmm. like. And that that really wasn't a that really wasn't uh, a golden, you know, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, do you know what I love about Andy Williams when he asks questions? I know Andy listens to every single episode. Big love to Andy. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Because
0: this question is for BJ Armstrong. He says, what up, though? What is? Oh, he
1: gets love. He gets love. love. Just for saying what up, though?
0: What is one plus one this year? What 15? is one plus one? 15.
1: <laughs> it's 15.
0: Now, if you don't know, if you don't know, then you've got a whole lot of episodes to catch up on. Shout out to Andy. Each and every time. Acousto's got a hot take. And I need to know if you agree or disagree with his hot take. LeBron James will not make an All-NBA
1: team this year. Ooh. What's the rule for what? What? What is the rule? For, what's the minimum amount of games? Because I think he made a. I think he made third team last year. Yeah, he only played in fifty something games. I, I think they'll. I, I think he'll make one. I think he will made a third team, especially when he yeah, passes Kareem. Yeah, they're
0: going to do this whole massive thing yeah, about him yeah, and the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I think he'll make yeah, one.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we've got two differing opinions here in the server. Eden's Garden zero zero says, "Finally, hearing Blazers love on the pod." Hot take, we're going to the Western Conference Finals. Dame's got his explosiveness back after surgery and the team stepping up. Gary Pay in a second to come back as well to help on a defensive end. But our good friend and loyal listener, Missy B, says, hot take. I don't get the Damian Lillard hype. Would he be considered a star if he played with bigger names? Am I missing something besides buzzer beaters? Not saying he's not a good player, but it's giving big fish in a small pond energy. Well, they're two very, on one hand, you've got Blazers going to the West Conference final. And on the other hand, you've got Dame has just hit a few buzzer beers.
1: And okay. Kind of well, like, I, uh, let me, okay. do I don't on think scale. the Blazers, I don't think the Blazers are going to the finals. However, the Blazers had a hard, hot a, a very hot start. Now, hopefully Dame is okay. I know he got injured last night. I don't know what, what the. Yeah. On, on Wednesday night. The diagnosis was, so, yeah. He got injured here Wednesday night. Um, so I don't know how severe what have you on the other hand you say he's a big fish in a small pond well last time i checked he's playing in the nba he's not just playing against portland local teams yeah yeah, yeah. he's playing he's playing in the nba he's doing this against nba players and Mm -hmm. wherever he shows up he's doing it now his team may not be a team that we picked year in or or you know, he hasn't been picked from year in and year out to win an NBA title, but Dame has gone through this league, and, and he's been very consistent mm-hmm. of showing up and showing out. So, mm-hmm. I would have to respectfully disagree with that take. But I think what the what 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 the question how it read was, you know, would he be doing that if he played on a team with multiple All Stars? Yeah. Well, I think that's the whole idea. When you go to a good team like that, everyone has to figure out how to play with each other. But I I can tell you this. If he was playing with another All-Star or two, that team would be favored to win. Mm. Make no doubt about that. Io says, which teams
0: will make the most significant jump this season and which teams will have the most disappointing season? He also wants to talk about Terrence Mann, but I feel like we can see how his season progresses and talk about that a little bit down the line.
1: I'm going to say this. I think the team that's... Has the potential? Is this Cleveland Cavaliers team? I was gonna say Pelicans, but I hear I hate yeah, the, the, the Pelicans. Gats. I could say the Pelicans too. Uh, I think they're right there. I think they could be one two. I think that's a good argument. But I'm gonna tell you the team I think has the has the potential for a very very it could go south quickly is this Timberwolves team?
0: Oh yeah, they don't figure it out.
1: I don't I don't know. I, I still got faith in them, but. I, 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 I'm rooting because you know I'm rooting for Rudy. I'm not. <laughs> how how did we ever figure that out?
0: <laughs> I just thought I'd remind the
1: listeners. Yeah, I, how did we figure that out? And if it doesn't go well because of, I mean, they that was a significant trade this year, and yeah. what the trade was, they were all in and they gave up draft picks, so forth and so on. So. This has the potential to kind of go south if they're not careful. Okay, I think
0: the Celtics are playing a risky game right now.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. You you let me loves, land. Let me, you love, you let love love me land. Let me land. So no, that way, when they do well, no, you can be no, like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. "No, no, no." I, I'm this is most game, but we'll play along. I'm going to explain. Most, never done this before. We'll play. I'm, we'll play. Along. I'm
0: going to explain why they're treading a thin line right now. Now, I'm I'm still expecting them to be one of the top teams in the East. However... (laughs) But you're going to explain why this could be... Right now, this second, Rob Williams is out injured. Luke Cornett, our savior, is also out injured. Al Horford is another year older, but not only that. Last year, he had basically a whole year off in Oklahoma to prepare himself for the season. This year, mm-hmm. he's had the shortest offseason possible because they made it to the NBA Finals and he played mm-hmm. some seven-game series against Miami, against the Bucs. He's not looked like himself. I don't think he's taken a shot. That's not a three-pointer so far this season. And defensively, he's not looked like himself. They're playing a very risky game because if something happens to Al, they basically have no bigs on the roster. They got Grant. Well, should we not assume even that they pick. have
1: a different shouldn't we assume they have a different defensive scheme under
0: well, the defense has not been anywhere near as good, but
1: either the scheme is maybe changed because from, they have a different, different scheme. Yes, but also a different offense. They're playing you, different offense. You can't They're play that same different.
0: defense without Rob Williams. You, you can't run that same scheme okay. with anyone in his place. Okay.
1: A little secret for defense. A, this is just a little secret mm-hmm. that applies to every defensive team or every team. Your best defense is your offense. Well, the offense has been good. Okay. But when you have an offense that's playing faster, and when you run a different offense, that means your defense is going to be different too. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they're they're shooting earlier in the shot clock, and certainly they're playing much faster than they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the fact that they haven't yet figured out defensively how to play is because they're playing so early in the shot clock long shots equal long rebounds which equals you got to get back in transition there has to yep. be a balance okay that that's so the struggle with with the NBA game and why the game. We we say this every year, Mo. You and I say this every year, and you hear all of the pundits and the experts. There's a regular season basketball, then there's playoff basketball. Why does the game slow down in the playoffs, mode? Mm-hmm. Because everyone wants to play better defense. Mm-hmm. How do you play better defense? You better slow down on the offense I hear, I hear, so you I hear. can get back. Now, when your team starts playing better, starts playing faster. Your defense is going to lack. Why? Because you can't do both there. Mm-hmm. That's why you, you hear me and other people say vote. there has to be a blended brand of basketball that equals a winning brand of basketball. Cause if you just play one way, then it's going to be lopsided on the other and vice versa. You can't just be slow. That's what the Sixers are doing right now. They're playing so slow. They can't get up enough attempts mm-hmm. to get, a balance between what's a winning brand of basketball. They think they can just show up right now. And I'm not saying that is the case, but there is a delicate balance. So I think the 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 Celtics right now, last year they played much slower, but they're it allowed their defense to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. But now this year they're playing faster. Yeah. But of course the defense isn't going to be good, especially early. I hear it. I hear it. we got more
0: questions. Okay, Big Con wants to know, can you suggest a realistic trade Dallas could do to make themselves contenders? In brackets, he says they own all their first-round picks after this year. I mean, well...
1: They got oh, to the Western Conference
0: Finals last yeah, year. So technically, right. they are you contenders know, you, with
1: Luca. Yeah, yeah. I My thing with Dallas is figuring out... Luca has to figure out how... To you know, really put his talent, how to implement his talent into the framework of the team. And that, that's just going to come when Luca's ready to do that. And that that's that's just bottom line. I mean, Luca has the ball, he dominates the ball, he is an incredible player, he can get his shot off, he can pass, he can do it all. But as I just said in the previous, there has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. And, and when Luca can start playing in the framework of the team a little more, the Dallas Mavericks will be that much better because this isn't a talent issue. Luca, how do you go from 36, 11, and 8 to 29, 12, and, and 10? Mm-hmm. By making sure, how do you control a game or have an impact on the game without having to score 35, 36, 37 points a game? And you can do that rebounding. You can do that playing defense. You could do that passing. You could do that by organizing the game. There are many ways to affect the game. is going to have to figure out another way to be as impactful or just as impactful without having to dominate the ball 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. We got
0: another question from Zuba here. He says, Memphis Grizzlies, they look just fine without Jaron Jackson Jr. Is his impact bigger in our minds than it really is on the court? Does a trade for KD, where Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bain go the other way, make the Grizzlies more threatening come the playoffs? Well, the thing is, with the Grizzlies, the way they play is, even when they don't have Jar, they look fine out there on the court. They do a great job. Remember last season when Jar missed all that time Didn't and one, they like, kept yeah. winning games? Like, so I don't think right. you can say that. I think adding Jaron Jackson back to the lineup will make them even better, particularly defensively. He also asked, is it worth them training for Jay Crowder? Well, he used to be uh, be there, and uh, he's a grimy player in the grind house, the grit and grind Grizzlies could do well there. Do you like either of those options for the Grizzlies, or do you think they should
1: keep the how it's rolling? Well, when you find something that works, you got to go with it. Now, it's one thing that I know is, is is very consistent. Now, they they won a lot of regular season games without Ja last year, I think. And that was, and there was some discussion. Remember when Ja was out that all oh, yep. the Grizzlies are, you know, what they won, 20 games or something? Or yeah, something like 17 and two or something. They went for yeah, a stretch. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, for a little stretch. Now, if you're going to win, you, you got to have great talent. Ja Morant is an elite talent. He's one of the best. They're going to need Jaron Jackson. Why? Because of his size, ability to defend, rim protect. You're going to need that. I think the big thing with this Memphis Grizzlies team is they haven't been healthy. It's always something with them. And it always seems like it's Jaron Jackson that's been like out for like stretches for the last two, three, four. I don't know how many years he's been in the league now, three. But it seems like he's always hurt. That's Mm -hmm. what it seems like. They need Jaron Jackson to be healthy. They need Ja to be healthy. They need their roster to be healthy. Now, they have a deep roster, and that's allowed them to continue to play and play at a high level. However, if they're going to win the final game of the season, because now we're beginning, last year they snuck up on everyone. This year, if they're going to advance beyond what the second, Around. Is that what they got to last year? They're going to advance and, and be serious about this. Mm-hmm. They're going to need all their players. And that means they're going to need Jaron Jackson because he's a really good player and they're definitely going to need John Moran. And if they're healthy, I'll take my chances with this group as is. I, I just hope that Jaron Jackson stops filing so much when he does come back. Uh, we
0: got a question here from HD ready, which is kind of interesting. Out,
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take
0: that one out too. He says the NBA did a GM survey recently and asked, among many questions, which player they'll build a roster around. On a slight slight slant on that, which star player under 25 would be the hardest to build a roster around, and which one would be the easiest in terms of their playing style, who can fit with them, and who need the most specific pieces around them? That's an interesting question. It's interesting. Okay, go ahead. You go for it. I mean, there's so many great young players under 25, but I feel like Someone like Luka Doncic, you could put anyone around him and he's still going to win you games. I know you need shooters around him, but he can still find a way to make it work. Do you know what I mean? In terms of one of the hardest playing styles to build around, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. I also think Scott Barnes will be easy to build around because he's so versatile. The hardest player because I'm only thinking of like this top tier talent under 25. And I think when you have a right, top tier player of those calibers, it's not that difficult to build many teams around them. Because, how old
1: is Giannis now? How old is he? He's 28. Is he too, under 28. Is he, 28?
0: he is. Is he 27 or 28? He's the same. He's the same school year of me, which makes me feel awful every time I look in the mirror. Yeah, he's 27. He's 28
1: in December. And I'm 28 in yeah. a few weeks. So, um, the player I would be most. Entry under 25 to build around. Um, Well. The the player I think would be the easiest to build a build around is Evan Mobley. Mm. Evan Mobley, I would, I, I would, because he's seven foot. He doesn't require me to feed him on the offensive end. And I could build my team around, which is my dream is a seven footer who can defend and they can defend multiple positions. Mm-hmm. That would be like my, that would be, that would be one of my dreams, a player like that, like Tim Duncan. I mean, he's just a version of Tim Duncan in many regards because he can just play and he can play multiple positions. He can play the center. At some point he will be big enough to play the center position, a la Tim Duncan, Right now, while he's young, he can play the four position. And by the way, guys, last year he played the three position. and He was pretty darn good. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Evan Mobley to me and he thrives in the one area I always want to build my team around, which is if I were building a team is around defense. Mm -hmm. That's the staple of my team that, you know, I know everyone's in this three point shooting and all of that. So if I can defend and shut you down and you can't score and I can't score, the score is zero zero. The hardest player I think to build a team around would be Luca. I think that's, I think Luca is a masterclass on how to build around a player because defensively, we know that's the weakest part of his game. And how are you going to, how are you going to win a championship without defending? Mm -hmm. I think he, I think Luca requires a very, very sophisticated way of winning because it's very rare. It's a rare occurrence that you can build a team around a Dirk Nowinski or a player like that who is not, at the very least, a solid defensive player. Or let's just say not a, 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 a decent help defender. You have mm-hmm. to be some level of, of uh, on defense if you're going to be the best player on the team. And yeah. that, to me, building around Luca, I think is is a challenge because he's such an elite offensive talent. He may be the best offensive player in yeah. the entire league on the mm-hmm. offensive end. Mm-hmm. But defensively, I shamefully didn't think about defense. Yeah, how embarrassing! <laughs> I'm just gonna try to outscore I mean, everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going 20 I, well, 2018 Mr. Marketsburg. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I that, that's. But if I could build a team around seven foot defensive players, oh wow, mm-hmm. that, that would that would Evan Mobley and mm-hmm. Victor and and those guys, and and Giannis, oh man, that that would be oh, oh that yeah. Would be awesome. So so
0: speaking of uh, seven footers, um, I've got to check this real quick to see if the player I'm about to talk about is seven foot, or just under. Um, because I got a new nickname. Oh, he's 6'11. But Laurie Markinen, aka Laurie Bird, the way he's been playing,
1: you know, what? okay, you know what? I'm not going there. I'm That's not, I'm not fun. going to go there. Well, we've no, got okay, we, here. we
0: gonna, we've got this question. We are going to have JD fun, So it's not
1: fun. Okay. JD Flyer
0: fair. says, When do we start to take this jazz side seriously? Is it still too early? Markkinen's been a revelation. <laughs> I hope to say his Eurobasketball <laughs> into the new season. It looks like he's doing that. Andy Williams says Markkinen for All-Star. J.D. Flyer said most improved. Uh, I said he's Laurie Bird the way he's been playing. Do you see the Jazz actually not botting him out at the bottom of the Western Conference like many had expected? Do you think they're actually going to compete all season I think long?
1: The, I think the Utah Jazz are going to come back to earth. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I Listen, it's early in the season. Coaches are playing. All coaches at the beginning of the season, they have this optimism. Everyone's been working hard in preseason. Everyone's been working hard in training camp and everyone is is going to get rewarded to some degree for playing time. Okay, you know what's going to happen, Mo, after about another, I'm going to say probably in about three or four more games, we'll get a report on who's on the hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and once we figure out who's on the hot seat that coach is going to see that and guess guess what's the first thing he's going to do he's going to shorten his rotation that's what they that's and we know we know this right as former players executives our audience we know these guys aren't in great shape right now They're getting in great shape where they can play 35 plus minutes a night, night after night, after night, after night, right now, probably with the exception of Giannis, there are only a few guys who are in (laughs) that level of shape who can play this on a consistent or play like that on a consistent basis as is you got to build these guys up to get there. So you know, I think that's what's going on. I think they're going to cut the rotations. The teams will be better. the The level will be better, and they'll start having scouting reports. Give Lori marketing credit; he deserves all the credit in the first five games. Mm-hmm. That whole group has been playing terrific basketball, but at some point here, I think they will fall back to earth. And when they come back to earth, I think it will re- it will resemble what we all thought, which is this is not a playoff team this year. Even though they have good players, but I don't. I don't see this team carrying out the same. I think it's Jordan Clarkson said, now we have a chance to go eighty-one and one. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay, we have one more question here. There's a, there's another question from Nahush. Nahush, I don't know, but that's quite a detailed question that we're going to save for the offseason. season. We got one more question from Samurai Pizza Robbie He sent in a second one, and this is my favorite question. Would there be a funnier storyline than the Lakers continuing to be so bad they get the number one overall pick only for New Orleans to initiate the pick swap that they have? There is nothing I want more in the world. It's Christmas in a few months. And if I could make a Christmas list, that is what would be number one. Number one on my Christmas Uh, wish list
1: is for that exact
0: situation to unfold. Only for the Pelicans to go into decades of dominance and the Lakers franchise to come. <laughs>
1: there is nothing I
0: want more, BJ.
1: There's nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one alone. That's a that's a mo question. That's a mo question. I oh, yeah, think well, these listeners are great. I mean th- this is why I love this is why I love this is why I love our audience because they get it. They, they, these guys get it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the best. You guys listening, you
0: guys are the best. Everyone who's in the Discord, sending your questions in, you're the best. Everyone who tweets in, you're the best. In the words of DJ Khaled, we the best. But uh, that's been another week <laughs> of the Hoop Genius Podcast. We'll be back on Monday morning. Nice and early for you, recapping the weekend's action. And um, yeah, make sure you share with a friend. Let them know this is where they need to be all season long and join the Discord server to join the conversation that goes on 24 hours a day. Because we know that one podcast a day ain't enough for you guys. You need more than your daily dose of hoops. So get involved in the conversation. Some great topics come up in there. Appreciate you guys. BJ, any plans for the weekend?
1: (laughs) Making it do what it do. (laughs) Making it do what it do. I
0: hear that I'm going to be at the Regal in London. We're doing a nice little event to celebrate the end of Black History Month, bringing together the culture. We've got some dance events. We've got some music events. We've got some basketball going on. We've got some gaming going on. But aside from that, I'll be playing NBA 2K23. So make sure you get your copy from the link in our description. Appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in this week. It's been another week. The season is well and truly underway. Hopefully, we have ahead of us another week of Lakers, Nets, and Sixers meltdowns. Celtics wins. Who knows? Only time will tell. So until then, make sure you share with a friend, leave a review, leave a rating, and most importantly, get buckets.